Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is the 20th. We are on the 20th. What do we have now? 11 days left in the month, but it's 8-20-2020. It is Thursday. It is Dream Theme Thursday, and I got to say, we we have a couple of dreams. Let's get to them, um, and hopefully we can get through all of them, um, because some of them, I was off for a while, so they kind of piled up. So sorry about last week if I didn't get to your dream. I am trying to get through them, so I will eventually get to them all. But thank you guys so much for sending them in. So I have a dream, and this one comes from, it's from Europe, and and it says, Hi, Nadia. There is, here is an anonymous dream for Thursday. I met you in my dream, and we had a conversation about errors and balance. I used to think errors slash lessons would take away my balance. Yet in truth, it is, the, oh, it is almost the opposite. My lessons teach me to keep my balance in greater challenges and greater depth. That was our conversation. Then I met my ex-boyfriend and we hugged. He was happy and so was I. Then he tried to kiss me and I said, no, that is not the way I love you. Stop it. Isn't that just so weird? Funky dream. Much love your way. That's, that's actually, <laughs> as funny as this is going to sound, that dream is a lesson. It is the fact that you learned a lesson. When we dream, you know, sometimes, I don't know if when you guys were in school and you knew you had a test the next day and you studied really hard for the test. You were really studying, not at last minute studying. And over time, you got to learn what you were supposed to learn so that you can take the test. Well, what happens is a lot of times when you go to bed at night, the dominoes start lining up like, oh, so this makes this, that makes that, that makes that. And you learn in school terms, the lesson so when you take the test, you're going to do well on it, not because you're, you're trying to do well on it. You're just going to know the stuff they're trying to teach you. We're so used to cramming and trying to get our brain to know everything at one time. And what happens when we take the test? We don't do well on it. We're guessing. We're trying to remember what went with what because we got the answer without learning the lesson that was being taught. So if that's one way for you to look at learning the lesson, if we try to cram and run through life, 
we're never going to learn. And if we don't learn, we're going to keep repeating ourselves. We get on that repetitious wheel and we just keep doing the same things over and over and over again. And then we feel like we're on a treadmill, we're exhausted, we're irritable, (laughs) we're mad at everybody because we are mad at ourselves. And not because we're so bad and we didn't learn the lesson, but no one ever really made us aware of how to do that. So then you have a dream like this where you used to think that learning the lesson is what stopped you. And when I was reading it, I thought, well, how could you think that? But a lot of times, we are just not aware. Nobody's there to tell us, hey, if you can just figure out what happened there, you can go on. And you'll get to see life in yet another shade of white or another color or whatever. But if you don't, geez, get ready because you're going to keep going on that merry-go-round until you're literally dizzy. So then you have a dream and it's telling you this. And it's almost like taking a deep breath dream. You're like, oh, wow, I get that now. And how many times have we said to ourselves, wow, I wish I knew that when I was younger. I wish I knew that when I was younger. But then you feel balanced. And instead of feeling like you want to be mad at your ex-boyfriend for the reason he's an ex, or you're upset at life because of where you're at, you made friends with your past. It's like shaking hands. He was happy that you guys got there And so were you. And sometimes we can spend 10 years with somebody trying to make something work. Or it was working and then it wasn't. And you don't know why. None of us know why, really. It just means that it's telling us we've learned everything we needed to learn there. And there's more for us to learn on this journey we are on. We have names for it. We call it divorce. We call it breaking up. We call it exes. We call it a lot of things. But in truth, if you were meant to stay there, the two of you together would have found a way. People are teachers. Some things are lessons and not destinations. So this lesson that you learned in your dream was that It just wasn't a destination. It was a teacher. And if you can go back and thank that person for what they taught you, you no longer have to complain about them or feel like you have to prove you're right or feel like you didn't fail. They did. But just accept your role in your own life. You can go back and hug them. And even though he may have tried to kiss you, I know people say that like, oh, look at me, I'm so great, and they, everyone wants something from me, and they want to kiss me, or he wants to kiss me. And I'm like, nope, 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 not that way. In truth, sometimes that's how people 
have that kind of affection that they always had. It never went away. And you learned where to set boundaries. So not only did you learn the lesson and reconcile your past, reconcile your past, but the boundaries you have learned to have in that time away from him, you now have. Because I'm going to tell you, nine times out of ten, hugging or or being close to an ex, a lot of times there is intimate activity that happens between them because it always just happened between them. You know how when they say kiss and make up and all of that. So it would be easy to think that that would happen or maybe even a, a mere thought of reconciliation. But look at how far you've come to know that that's a boundary. Stop. So when you say, isn't that just so weird, I say, isn't that just so great? Isn't it great? In your psyche, in your dream, you have created a boundary. And I can tell you, you can probably create that boundary in many other places in your life now that you know what it feels like to have boundaries. It takes me a while to create boundaries. When somebody isn't kind and I'm trying to say, oh, no, no way, but it's so-and-so, <laughs> but it's so-and-so, and I fight for the person. They're fighting me and I'm fighting for them. And then one day I said, that's robbing me of too much of my energy. It's not even that it's good or bad. It's just robbing me. Why am I participating? And then I learn over time to create boundaries. And some people get a pass for a while because I, somewhere in my brain I cannot believe there's an issue there. Even with people telling me, and separately, people who don't even know each other from around the world, telling me, this is a problem. And I say, it's okay. But in your dream... And in real life, we say it's okay, we say it's okay, we say it's okay until it isn't. And then once it isn't, because we have given it every avenue to heal us or to fix us or us to try to fix them, that happens. Once we are done, we are really done. It's just our way of getting there has to convince us that we are done. And you had to convince yourself that that wasn't a mistake. It was a lesson. There are, and, and it's not like this super weird spiritual thing to say there are no mistakes. There just are no mistakes. There really is a lesson behind everything we do. 
And people who learn their lessons tend to accelerate. If you meet people who got super far broke barriers in their professions, they think like that. They don't know they're doing it. They're not like, oh, is this a lesson or is this a teacher or a destination? They don't even say that. They just say, okay, I will not do that again because if I do it again, I may find myself in the same circumstance and I don't have the time. I cannot afford to do that because I want to get here and I can't get here if I stop at every port. They look at what works, and they throw away what doesn't. And by now, I've, I've worked with everyone. I have been everyone. I've been where I can't pay my bills. I've been where I can pay my bills. I've been where I can pay my bills and some. I've been where I, 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 I was thinking easily of how I was going to be living on the street, how that was going to look in my life. And I remember saying to God, but where am I going to plug my computer in so I can write? That was my first thought. Because I did not know how I was going to live without writing. So we go to our love, whatever it is, gardening, writing, painting, working with computers, exercising, whatever it is, and nothing will stop us. Even, even if it takes us to the lowest of lows. We go with it. We ride it. And your lesson, this dream is probably, and I get a lot of them from you, one of your best. Because this one is one of those conclusionary Hey, I get this now. Oh, my God. Not only did I reconcile my past in this short dream, but I also understand and know what it feels like to have boundaries. And I know you wrote Funky Dream on the bottom. I know you said, isn't this weird? And I know I said, no, it's great. But imagine that we call the solving funky. Well, when we dream of animals and snakes and we're flying in the air, we're like, wow, I had this great dream. It's like technicolor and a great movie to watch while you're asleep. But every once in a while, you get gifted. One of these dreams that you've actually earned. So it was already going on in your head, but it it synchronized it for you. Because you sent me one after this one because I was off for almost two weeks. And I did read that. Usually I don't like to read them prior to, but because there were so many, I have to kind of filter through what I'm going to talk about today. But the next one was like a real-life, everyday problem dream. will help you solve the next one. will help you solve the problem that you wrote. I would take this dream, copy it, and put it in my journal because this one is one of those leapers. You know, you get in and you're like, oh, my God, I have boundaries now. Oh, my God, I understand. Oh, wow, and I even reconciled my past. I don't have to be mad at anybody. 
anymore. It's so interesting. Great dream. Thank you for sending it in. I have another dream. Let me see if I can, for some reason it's not, um, let me spread it out so I could see it better. But I have another dream, and this one was, I have another dream, so I would like to hear this one if you have time. This is a different person, also from a European country. In the dream, I give, gave birth to Christ. I was confused how that happened because he was around seven years old in my dream and too big for me to give him birth. Then I saw a girl standing next to him. She seemed to be around seven years old as well. This dream, I I want you to think of something. And this is something Christ told me a long time ago. And I just didn't get it at the time. I understood because I I even heard something like that before, before Christ told me. But again, it wasn't something I really thought about because he couldn't really translate it into everyday life. But he said that every seven years, we have a complete renewal. We take on a different direction. We we, it's like all our cells are have changed, every single cell in our body within seven years of time, like from today to seven years from now, you will have a completely different cellular like complex that works. Or I'm, I hope I'm saying this right. But either way, we it's like a leaf turning over. We keep turning over every seven years. That's why they say sometimes people have a seven-year itch. Well, they don't know why they're saying it, but they're saying it because people will change. It could be for the better, it could be for what people might conceive as the worst, but we are forever changing even when we think we are not changing. So what you are looking at is rebirthing. So like when someone turns 7 and then they turn 14, then they turn 21, then they turn 28, then they turn 35, those are all like revolutionary cellular times in our lives. So if you take your age and you divide by seven, you'll know where, you know, where change is coming or inevitable to show up in your life. It's like our lessons culminate. Everything starts happening in this way. So you're rebirthing. You're starting to see the world in a new way. You're taking it down into that cellular level. A very, um, I know it sounds confusing because he was seven years old in your dream, but when we dream of Christ, that means we have nothing to hide. Because a lot of times we think we're hiding something from others, which we can do and get away with. And others might not know why they can't attach to us, but it's because we're not attached to ourselves. But when we can dream of Christ or seeing Christ, we are saying somewhere in our head, hey, I, I not only do I not hide anything, I, I also don't want to. I have nothing to hide. But sometimes we live in cultures where we have to hide from people, but we still don't hide from God. I know it sounds funny, but Christ is love. He is the symbol of love. And when there is enough understood love in us, We can stand up for ourselves. We don't need to hide any part of us. 
We don't need to argue with people about what things are or not. We don't need to tit for tat with even our own children. But you got everything at a very young age, right? Seven years, the first turnover in life. And no matter how old you are, and I, I, I think you're in your, your earlier 20s, but what, what happens is you are emotionally in that age group when it comes to deciding your life. You're like a newbie. Like, oh, what is that like? Because... A lot of times when we get older, we find out that there's parts of us that are still very young, very innocent. And you will keep that innocence throughout your life. That innocence is something that is, you know, how some kids are young and we know that they've already figured certain things out and you can't figure out how they figured those things out. And you're like, wow, how did they know that? And some of it is just not really great activity. I mean, they're like 13 years old and they're drawn to, you know, wanting to try drugs or hanging out with the wrong kids or whatever it is. So their lessons are a, a subset of, you know, something that's extremely repetitious and, and cliche, actually, in our world, the way it's set up today. But that's not where you're going. You're going with, I don't want to ever hide anything. I have nothing to hide. I may not be able to share it with family and friends, but I'm at least clean between God and myself. And the girl that's standing next to him is you. It's you saying, hey, I am ready to face the world, my world, head on. I'm ready to face my world head on. And that comes when you start to separate what people expect from you to your own self-worth, to your own self-worth. Our self-worth has been under attack for many years because any advertisement we see the money that is made off of our insecurities is how money is made. You better get this before it's over. You better get that so you will look like this. And, you, you know, oh, my gosh, your face. What's happening to your face? Oh, wow, you're getting older. God forbid. Go buy this cream. Go do this exercise. Eat this food. Take this vitamin. And then there we go, out the gate. We're buying the vitamins, taking the food, doing the exercise. Whatever it is they told us to do, we're doing. Because we are being told that what's happening to us is something that needs to be fought. It's not acceptable. So when we get insecure, things like walking in nature and doing that, we think, well, what am I going to get back from that? I got to look like this. I got to have this. I got to appear to my friends as this. And then I say, well, why? Like, do you? How do you appear to yourself if you have to do all of that to feel? Because you're going to chase your tail for the rest of your life on that road. Because that road 
is laced with different levels of insecurity to the level that you're willing to not listen to yourself, because that would be too simple. Not too hard. Too simple. And then you're like the horse at the gate. They let it out, and you're going to see how fast you can run around that track. And if you don't win, you're going to try again. And if you don't win that race, you're going to try again. Hence the rat race. So when you're dreaming that you see Christ, you're saying, I'm not hiding. I accept who I am. And I accept where I'm at. may not look pretty today, but I get it. I'm not inviting trouble in. I'm not inviting challenges in. They're going to come. But I also get that if I just look at it as a challenge, if I look at it as a threshold, I can see where my ego might come in and tell me, oh, wait, do this so that you'll look better, be better than so-and-so. Because that's where ego is. It starts pitting you against other people, sometimes even family members and friends, close friends. Oh, well, they said this to me. I'll show them without having the conversation. Like, hey, when you said that, what did you mean? Because it actually bothered me, and I don't know why it bothered me. Maybe I'm missing something. But instead, we don't say anything, and then we show them how good we really are. We're proving to someone that we're okay. And your dream's saying, hey, you know what? I finally got to a place. I hemmed and hawed for a while, but I got there. I'm, I'm accepting. And now that I am, I can stand tall without feeling like I can't be who I am. And when people say there's a freedom and not hiding anything, I say it all the time, there is a freedom in not hiding anything. And it's not easy to get there. It's simple, but it's not easy. Simple means, well, I'm just going to tell myself the truth, and if I need to, I will share that truth with others, whoever it belongs to. That's simple. Easy is a whole nother story. I had a very embarrassing secret. And a secret because I was embarrassed. I didn't listen to myself. I didn't know how to say no. That person was the person who taught me that I'd better say no when I need to say no. But I was so embarrassed that only three other people knew that were actually involved and my own kids didn't know. And it bugged me to a point that I could not sleep at night. Now, they didn't know, and if I didn't tell them, they'd never know, but I am not used to hiding anything. So I made a point to tell my children And when I told my daughter we were in a parking lot ready to go shopping and I cried for two hours, 
all the hurt that made me hide it, all the hurt that made me not be able to say no, was just coming out. The people I couldn't tell, I didn't want to die without them knowing. And as I told her, she was consoling me. She wasn't happy about it, but she was consoling me. And then we both started talking about what I've learned. And it's the first time I saw my kids, even though she wasn't a full-blown adult yet, but as adults and capable human beings. There was a lot to come out of that lack of being able to say no. But I was willing to stand tall in front of God. And so are you. Great dream. You guys had great dreams today. Thank you for sending them in. I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.